1: At JC Penney, fashion counts for everybody and every at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.
2: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more...
3: you ready to check your feelings at the door
1: check it out check it out
3: this is am i reister or am i wrong we're bringing you facts and only the truth now am i reister or am i wrong
4: i'm george reister he's ralph Amson, and this is reister or wrong so this is a good topic today people so DeAndre Ayton, he just got signed to a $133 million contract with the Phoenix Suns and he has every right to be unhappy, but Phoenix Suns fans should be ecstatic with the way the franchise handled this. Um, Next up, the Tom Brady gives parenting, well, talks about what's so difficult for his life about being a parent and I totally get it, 100% agree even though maybe some of the rest of the world cannot understand what that means. Uh, our top five athletes that we wish had had injury, injury-free careers uh, is, is always great because, you know, like who wouldn't want some of the best five guys to have longer careers? And Ralph wants to know, does Instagram suck now? I don't know. I don't really use it, so we'll talk about it. (laughs) All right, first up, DeAndre Ayton, who wanted a max extension, did not get a max extension. The team let him hit restricted free agency. The um, – how do you call that team? The Indiana Pacers uh, signed him to a four-year $133 million offer sheet. And as and instead of trying to do a sign and trade or letting him walk away from free, the uh, Phoenix Suns immediately, immediately uh, uh, match the the offer, and he's going back to Phoenix. So, Ralph, I think that this is a great move for the Phoenix Suns financially, and because DeAndre Aiden to me, he feels like he is supremely athletic, supremely talented. But at no point in time does he feel dominant, and he feels like a thirty-ish million-dollar player a year. He does not. He feels like it. He feels like that he's going to be making exactly what Rudy Gobert should be making because Rudy Gobert is overpaid and was overtraded for.
3: Okay, so I'm going to push back on uh, the DeAndre Ayton doesn't. Come off as dominant because he does in the first ten minutes of every game. The first ten minutes of every single game, he averages something like eight or nine points a game. Uh, he shoots around sixty percent from the field, and he is an absolute monster in that first for, uh, first quarter. And then it just sort of peters out. Like he's there for some pick and roll stuff. Um, That's funny. I know he's, pro- he's
4: not dominant, bro. That literally in the the first quarter.
3: But what I'm saying is he'll come out and he'll score 10 of the sun's first 12 points. And that like that energy is just not kept. So he shows the ability to do it. it, It's all a microcosm, George, because if he's. So what is dominant? Not dominant.
4: That means he has not shown that he is a dominant player. Yes, I mean there are. I mean Danny Green has had some dominant stretches in his career. I mean uh, there are. Yeah, there's a difference between dominant dominant stretches.
3: There's okay, but there's a difference between players who have a dominant quarter here and there, and somebody whose first quarter of every game is the exact same always. So he's a seventeen. He twenty three years old. He's a seventeen and ten guy who ends every first quarter with ten and eight, and then he just isn't really a factor as much in 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 the rest of the quarters he he's not a shot blocker he's a shot deflector and his defensive presence is felt but he it's and it's also not like he gasses out he's just not really used i think if if what he does every first quarter of every game is any indication it's there
4: so he why could can't he keep it up i mean granted there is that's some, an awesome question there is some phoenix culpability to this with the way that they run their system and stuff but big man they demand the basketball. He doesn't demand the basketball and then the, he doesn't do the most important thing that big men have to do. Get to the free impose throw his will. Yes. Yeah, well, he doesn't his will do that ever. Get to the free th-
3: yeah. He shoots two free throws a game. That that that's Let, it's, it's, his He makes one point nine free throws a game, which if you i know this is a nonsense stat, but if you extrapolate out the one hundred and thirty three million that he was just guaranteed, if he continues at that pace that's almost three hundred thousand dollars per made free throw that's insanity
4: where where like James harden make makes like a hundred dollars per free throw <laughs> <laughs> Like at, at at his peak, <laughs> making forty million dollars a year, he was getting like hundred bucks a free throw per per, per free throw attempt. <laughs> so no, but it, see, I'm not. I don't think that DeAndre Ayton's a bum. I think he's good. I just think that he's not a like he's not a guy that you can build around. Like like he's a he's
3: he's an accessory piece. He's not the centerpiece. Could you? Could you build around a center in 2022? Could sure. you actually build a team around a traditional if he can score, center?
4: If if a but he's if, not out
3: shooting threes. He's he doesn't,
4: back he to doesn't the basket, to, little hook shot. Anybody who you can build a team around anybody who can get buckets. A, a dude who can get 20, 26, 28 a game. You can build around that. The, the difference is, is that now the big men have focused on their skill work as much. So like now you have Chet Home. I mean, I mean, granted, he's super skinny, but like super tall people used to be uh relegated to the to the post, and now they're like, nah, 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 fam. We handle this rock too, and we'll shoot the ball over you. But if there were a if if you put Shaq in this era, still dominant, you put Wilt in this era, still dominant, you put any of the uh, Hakeem, David Robinson, any of the big time uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, any of the big time big man scores. I mean Mo- Moses Malone, any of them. They are going to get buckets in this era. I mean, absolute buckets. You yeah. could, you couldn't play the Golden State Warriors. As great as they were this year, just won a championship. You put them up against the Shaq and Kobe Lakers; they are getting absolutely destroyed. Shaq is going to score fifty points a game because because you can't play small ball against them because you, like because there's no even though that they can score at a high level, Shaq was just so dominant in his prime yeah. that there was like there there's nothing Draymond Green could 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 do.
3: To, to stave off Shaq. Nothing. Right. Nothing I
4: Looney could, could do.
3: My complaints about Aiton are you and I are roughly the same age. We, we grew up in our formative years watching basketball in the exact same era. And when you see DeAndre Aiton's body and his fundamentals around the basket and his speed and his length – It's hard not to think, oh, my God, what would Patrick Ewing have done with this offensive skill set? Or, oh, my God, this is like Alonzo Mourning all over again. Or, wow, he's got some of the same traits as David Robinson. But then you watch him on the court 17 and 10 three free throw attempts and that's game after game after game after game. And it's really frustrating because you would think a guy like that, a a guy that big would want to do the coolest thing in the history of sports, which is dunk the basketball. And he doesn't, he gets like 18 inches above the rim to lay it in. (laughs) Yes. And, And the other thing is you would think a guy with that many muscles and that big of hands, you wouldn't be able to pry the basketball out of his hands, but he only has 47 more made free throws in his career than he does turnovers. He's constantly getting the ball about 11 feet away from the basket, going to put it on the floor. And then the ball just rolls out of bounds or it goes into, it goes into somebody else's hands and that can be infuriating, but then you also have to remind yourself he's 23. A lot of the, problems that people have with him don't have anything to do with him at all. They have everything to do with the fact that the fourth and fifth pick in the draft were Luca and Donchick. No, no, or not Luca and Trey young.
4: Trey young. See, see, I don't, I don't, I don't don't even judge them against, I don't judge him against them. I judge him of, of the fact that he can't get to the free throw line and it, and it is infuriating. So, I think that this is a great move for the Phoenix Suns to keep him because obviously you couldn't let him walk away for free. And no, and he's him. on um, he's
3: got he's getting Mike Conley money.
4: Yeah. You're yeah, getting so a number one overall, overall pick. Yeah, and you got yeah, big time. Discount. It's
3: a great contract for Phoenix. Yeah. And and now Aiton is not gonna be
4: completely thrilled because he could have got five years, eighties, uh 181, which could have ballooned to two thirty one, depending on how he does, but you know such as a like I mean the side of it and the Phoenix Suns did what they thought was the best thing, which was probably the but smartest.
3: if he locks in he's gonna be 26 years old looking at negotiating his next extension yep at so, 26. yep
4: so if he can find a way to get to like 25 points a game and 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 throw and get to the free throw line like seven eight times a night bro he he he's going to be they're gonna be like super max 55 million a year.
3: He's going to have to be willing to miss some shots. And I, he does not strike me as a kind of guy who likes to miss shots. No. He's going to have to be willing to force a couple of shots up to get contact and then risk the fact that it's going to take refs a while to catch up to the idea that that's what he's doing because that's not what they're used to. So it could be a rough stretch of him actually trying to change his game in that, in that manner.
4: Yeah. But l- l- listen, you got to go do what's best for you and your career.
0: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
5: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
4: Next thing up, Tom Brady as a parent. This man has some parenting advice for for us. I'm going to let Ralph explain to you what Tom terrific was saying.
3: All right, so for any of our podcast listeners that are unfamiliar with Tom Brady, um <laughs> he is the greatest uh, most accomplished athlete in American history. Uh I wouldn't say is that most fair ac- of a no.
4: Of of a of okay. a teams of a team sport athlete,
3: not, uh, not Jordan. I guess not like Bill yeah. Russell. Yeah no no he, he's he, but he's in the con he he's in the conversation. Yeah
4: yeah yes,
3: and he's okay, considered the so, greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, uh, and I think easily, and I think anybody that wants to argue with that is is probably a clown. And I'm not even like a huge Tom Brady fan or anything like that. Um, he is married to. Uh, one of the most successful models in history, quite possibly the, the wealthiest in Gazelle Bundchen. Um, Tom Brady is from Northern California, correct? Grew yes. Up a 49ers right. fan. Yep. Uh, very what, in good. what he calls a middle class family, said his stay at home mom who cooked meals, did laundry, everything like that. Gazelle Buncheon is from like rural uh, Brazil. It came from a farming town and now <laughs> probably combined they got to be approaching a billion dollars in career earnings It's it's got to be close if they haven't already surpassed it he was on a podcast called drive hosted by the ceo of ford jim farley uh and he said that the biggest challenge to him as a parent is his wealth he said this is a direct quote it's probably the hardest thing for us as parents Um, we have people that clean for us. We have people that make our food. We have people that drive us to the airport. If we need that, we get off a plane and there's people waiting for us and we get ushered in. That's my kid's reality, which is the uh, hard part to say, guys, this is not the way reality is. And, you know, what can we do about that? He said, I think we can try to create experiences that are more along the lines of what most kids go through, even though they're still going to have experiences that a lot of kids never have. Um, it's hard to make those things up. I can't say, hey, we're going to go back and live on Portella Drive in San Mateo because you can't do those things for you know privacy pur- purposes and and so forth. He said there's a lot of things he's learning about as a, a parent and there's a lot of things that he screwed up. Um, but the, he said that his biggest issue as a parent is his wealth and i think most people are probably looking at that and saying like i i'd love those problems what do you what do you say to that george well
4: okay so i do not have wealth right like i would not consider the amount of money i have wealth i would say i'm I'm pretty decent like you know like i live well you know what i mean i would say above i would say above middle class would you agree with that
3: would you say that there's enough change in your circumstances from a teenager to now over the last 3 decades to at least grasp what it is he's trying to talk about?
4: Yes. Yes. I completely 100% understand what he's talking about. 100% under uh, understand. Um Would
3: you think would do you think of it as a problem as a parent?
4: Yes. Or your a biggest yeah. your biggest no, no,
3: challenge? No.
4: Uh, that that's one of them because I'm sitting here right now in a circumstance like like this. My son is 16 years old, getting ready to he's getting ready to get his license on the 27th of July.
3: Now I'm. And busy. Where, where were you at in his shoes? In his shoes, where were you at? 16, first vehicle. What did that look like? A like a few years old Cutlass Supreme. Like,
4: so like a 94, no, no, like 92 cut two door cutlass Supreme, but it was one of my uh, parents' cars, right? Okay. Um. Yeah, it was one of my parents' cars. So I drove that and, but it wasn't my my car though. So it was just a car I drove. So if it were available, then that's what I, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I drove. So, so my, so my son, so we have a, uh, we are a believer in electric vehicles. Gas prices are stupid. I do have a a big truck now, but I want to get a Hummer EV1. So I don't even have to get gas anymore. And so I would like to get them an electric vehicle. There aren't a ton of electric vehicles that are, that are within a reasonable price range, Right. And also, but but my whole thing is I want to keep him kind of humble, right? He goes to a school where LeBron's kids are there, Kevin Hart's kids are there, like it's it's a it's a Diddy's kids are there, and like there's an element of that. But like there's so many ranges. I was just talking to somebody at school, like where, where 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 families are. There are families who are literally like at the poverty line, but also like wealth, super wealthy. Right. And billionaire families. And I'm a big believer that um, and I'm a big believer that I want to keep him humble. But at the same time, I want to get him a reliable vehicle. So instead of getting in a used vehicle, Because used prices at this point in time are the same price as new vehicles. So now I've gotten another challenge. So instead of getting them like a certified pre-owned that I know is not going to have a problem, now I'm like, okay, I might as well just go ahead and get the new car. So then I'm like, I want to get an electric car. Okay, Tesla Model 3. Okay, that's going to hit me for $47,000.
3: That's
4: an expensive car.
3: For a 16-year-old's vehicle.
4: Yes, and my wife is like, George, he's going to bump into something, right? Um, he's going to did bump, you bump into
3: Did you bump the did you bump the cutlass into anything?
4: No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. And uh he's a responsible driver. I doubt he will, but you you just never ever know. So I want a reliable right. vehicle, don't want to spend too much, but he wants like a charger. And I'm like, okay, that's 35, 38 thousand. Depending on what what features you get on it and all of that. And I'm like, how is that humble at the end of the day? I mean, but at the same time, he does work really hard. And it's one of those things to where like you're trying to teach your kids the value of a hard day's work. Right. But then also trying to tell them that hard work doesn't equal making money. Like some of the people who work the hardest out in the world are broke as hell
3: are broke as hell so and yeah and we kind of have a system where we we uh, like the whole point of our system sometimes can be to separate the hard workers from the means of production to pay them the minimal amount that you can get away with yep. so that the people who had a good idea or 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 uh, the people at the, the the top of the pyramid um make the most money and it's it's hard to instill that in somebody if they haven't had to live it. Um, but also, I think Tom Brady probably thinks he's the person he is because of how he was raised. And he probably thinks Giselle is the person she is because of how she was raised. And he knows that he can't give that to his kids. Yes. there's and all nothing- you want to do as a parent is give your kids the most valuable thing you possibly can.
4: Yeah. And, and, and my kids – we we do have a housekeeper, but the kids still have to clean their rooms. They have to do the dishes some, right? Not not every day, because we're running around, tournaments, uh practice, all all of this stuff. Um, we cook some but we eat out a decent amount because we don't have the uh the uh, time, but a chef feels a little
3: bit extra, you know what I mean? So <laughs> Right. But you don't have bologna in the fridge, you don't no. have wonder bread in the fridge. No. No, you don't have Sunny D in the fridge. Oh hell! Oh God, no! Oh, T- Tombstone pizzas. Uh, we do,
4: we we do have Costco pizzas in the uh, in the uh,
3: freezer. Hey, Costco's good. Hey
4: hey. <laughs> so so, but the thing it, it, it's weird because we live in this reality to where like our kids they get things, and not even because the money, it's because of status who you know, who you work with. Like, my, my kids get invited to exclusive events. They're around celebrities regularly. Like, those are their friends' kids and my friends' kids. So for them, it's yeah. nothing to be around these people. Like, these are the normal people that are in their social circle. So when they get exclusive invites to, like, You know, to go see a premiere, to go to a behind the scenes tour at Universal Studios, a pair of cleats that NFL players would would die to die to have. Like, it's not because I went out and bought it. It's just because of the circumstance. And then what am I supposed to say? Like, no, 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 no. You are only wearing one pair of shoes to school every single day, just like your dad. You're going to stand at the bus stop. I mean, it's not safe for Tom Brady's kids to do that. Right. Right. Literally not safe. And, and for me, we're on such a tight time schedule. A lot of times it's not feasible for me to do that. So it's like,
3: right. Trying your, your, your kids range from 22 to two. Well, three now. Yeah. But, but yes. 20,
4: yeah. So it's, it's, so now his car is even more for convenience for me so he can drive his uh, siblings to school.
3: Yeah, I just, it is it is tough as a parent. I, I kind of pity anybody who's not able to understand what Tom Brady's talking about here or even apply it to their own life. Because, because he's my, not my asking parents- for
4: sympathy. But, but I love that quote that, that says, hard times... Hard times build strong men. Strong men build easy times. Easy times build weak men. Weak men build hard times. Like like that just yeah. literally is burned in my brain. So it's like, so it's like, so for instance, I try to create hard times or allow my kids to go through hard times and go through hard things. Like, if you don't do what you're supposed to, there is punishment. There is phone getting cut off. There are, like, you have luxuries, but we can can get it medieval around this joint. You want to get funny, I can get hilarious. And it's like, I want to create, like, so there are parents, particularly in sports, that will bounce their kid from from place to place, three, four high schools, blah, blah, blah. So my kid's in a quarterback competition right now. He started off at the school with five quarterbacks and now there's he was the last one left and then another one just transferred in. So it's just like I want him to go through that hard time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that like the stress of that. Like the stress of maybe a kid that's a year younger than you possibly taking what you what you really want. So it's like not being a bulldozer parent and knocking down all the obstacles in front of your kid actually letting them have to knock right. down some of their own obstacles
3: right and i i understand that and i'm you know my kids aren't gonna they're not gonna know what it's like to have parents who lived in a trailer home my kids aren't gonna know what it's like to have you know parents that that had to put in 17 hours a day to <laughs> make sure that we were wearing you know factory to you brand clothing and Voigt shoes and pro wings you know they're they're not gonna know what that's like my parents worked their way up to middle class And then my wife and I, we did our best to stay there straight out of college. You know, yeah, I slept on a futon for five years and bounced around different places and worked a bunch of crazy jobs. But like we 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 got to that point where we were able to kind of keep not the same standard of living as our parents, but like to not go back to the starting line yeah. of where, you know, <laughs> both our parents lived in, in trailer homes and her and dad had to deliver pizza and my dad had to, you know, clean daycares overnight. Like they, they're not going to know what that's like, but they do. I do want for them to work. And it's funny because G- Gary Vaynerchuk, who's like mo- motivational speaker, investor and everything like that, he has a lot of uh, messages that he puts out to children of rich parents. He said, like, you have everything you want, which is what makes you unhappy. You need to cut your parents off. He preaches to rich kids to cut the faucet off from the receiving end so that they can actually go through the formative experiences of having to build something on their own. And, I, you know, I don't know what it's going to be like to be Tom Brady's kids with a billion dollars in, in the bank and not be able to just, like, you know, go go down to Arby's and not get recognized or, or whatever. But um, I, I also don't look at him and say, oh, his problems aren't problems because he has rich, because he has money, which is a thing that solves a lot of other people's problems. No, is that money, it
4: creates right? different problems. It it doesn't. And, and people think that. And I remember being that when I went to Buckley. Right. It's a it's what I went to school with the Kardashians, the Hiltons, the Jacksons, except for this was nineteen ninety five. And my parents had one car, a nineteen eighty Volvo. And that was it. And I'm a big believer that that is. I mean, like, I don't know if that helped me be who. No, like as long as you teach your kids to bust their ass. And to be, and to be inquisitive and to like I actually think that my, my kids are better off because they get different experiences. They've had the opportunity to travel outside of the country. They've had the opportunity to go different places. So so now when you're writing papers or coming up with great ideas or like you're like, oh, I've seen different things. So now my the realm of my possibilities is significantly bigger. Significantly bigger. So I actually think that there are some massive um, advantages to it as well.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio
0: app, search FSR to listen live.
4: I can't hear you, Ralph.
3: I'm muted myself. Uh, I would not trade. I would not trade to have my kids be in the same situation that I was in, but I do understand how it made me who I am and what things I would want them to have from that. And my, I'm, hopefully we can instill some of those without having to go through some of the more unnecessary painful experiences of Of, you know, not having all the resources that that would that would uh, because we were less resourced than we needed to be and not just monetary, like emotion, all those things. Yes. Like, I think you're definitely better off getting the nutrients and vitamins in life that you should have. You're definitely better off with those things. Um, But finding out who you are are when you don't actually
4: supervise and be around because they don't have to work all damn day. Yeah. So I know a lot of people can't relate to the Tom Brady thing, but the reality is I don't think that they are that he is wrong. I actually think he's right. And even though that a lot of people are going to say, oh, my God, who feels sorry for Tom Brady in these circumstances?" He wasn't asking for a pity. He was just asking for what what people thought, what he thought. Um, about what his toughest struggle for it was that don't mean is you're a toughest struggle all right next thing up Ralph tweeted out a poll of the athletes that we that he thought uh, well a poll about which athletes do we wish had longer careers and that's the subject of our top, well injury free careers and that's the subject of our top five. His poll tweeted out Bo Jackson, Sidney Crosby, Ken Griffey Jr., and Grant Hill. Now, what were the results of said poll?
3: Well, uh, much to your dismay, it was a runaway win for Bo Jackson with over fifty percent of the vote. Oh God! And then I I think, kind of like within a margin of error tie range, um, I think Griffey actually had a little bit more than than Grant Hill, so it went Bo Jackson. Griffey, Grant Hill, and then nobody voted for Crosby because none of my followers care about hockey. But <laughs> in, in my in in my opinion, Sidney you know, Crosby is a guy that had head injury. Could have like literally changed who he was as a player yeah. and a person, and he missed a large chunk of three seasons when he was on track to maybe be one of the best to ever do it. A lot of people told me that I should have, if I was keeping it sports-specific and one per sport, had Tiger Woods in there instead of him. Then I did get a lot of people telling me that Grant Hill – was no bigger loss than Brandon Roy or Anthony Hardaway or uh, Derek Rose. And I vehemently disagree with everybody who said that, but I understand where you're coming from. Okay.
4: So I, now my Bo Jackson, actually let's, let's give your top five first. Who, Who are your top five athletes that you wish were injury free? Because I know it's going to come with the entire B side list. Come on.
3: Well, yeah, because it's going to be it's going to be relative and relevant to me and me only. As far as that poll goes, I would have said Griffey. That's but me that too. that's just me. I think it'd be cool to have somebody have every record, which he probably would have had if he didn't spend most of his time in Cincinnati on his ass.
4: Yep, that's a fact, Jack.
3: Um, so my mine, my number five, uh, because it's the least interesting stupidest, most boring sports story of all time that completely dominated the headlines for like three years. And every time it came on SportsCenter, I wanted to change the channel. My number five is Nancy Kerrigan. Oh, God. Okay,
4: okay, that's reasonable because we would have had a chance to see. I
3: literally would not. I wouldn't even know her name or Tanya Harding's name. I would not know these people's names if Nancy Kerrigan was healthy. Yeah, that's a fact. I hate that story. Um, uh, My number four, Brandon Webb. Uh, He was a Cy Young award-winning pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks who uh, threw an unhittable sinker. My favorite pitcher of all time. His elbow went and his career just ended. He could have pitched for 10 more years and just like that, gone. Uh, My number three is uh, I would have liked to see how – many hits Tony Gwynn could have gotten if his body didn't start to break down over yes. time. That's my favorite baseball player of all time. And toward the end there, um, he was missing a lot of games. Yes. But he still had way over 3,000 hits. <clears throat> my number two is Danny Manning. And I know this is a weird one, and I know you feel like it's a B-side one. But... Oh, for, to for a, some people, reason, I didn't think that you said Danny Manning. I thought you said Danny Ainge. I was like... What Danny Ainge, no, no, Danny Ainge. Every one of Danny Ainge's injuries came from like getting himself punched in the face by Michael Jordan. Uh, He deserved it every time. Um, No, Danny Manning was a three time Big Eight player of the year. He was an NCAA champion. He was a number one overall pick to the Los Angeles Clippers. And over the course of his NBA career. He's still like, you know how many good players have gone through University of Kansas. He's still their all time leading scorer. That's still to this day. Um, He was the number one overall pick. And then he immediately tore his ACL. And then he had two more torn ACLs in his career. One of which I firmly believe denied the Phoenix Suns a championship. Championship. Yeah. Yeah. and he, he could have been one of the best basketball players ever up there with Grant Hill if his knees just didn't completely fall apart. Um, I firmly, firmly believe that. And my number one, which you're going to think is completely insane, but it's for very, <coughs> I'm choking him. My number one, which is for very, very selfish reasons, is Antonio McDice. Do you oh, remember yeah, who dude, Antonio McDice jump. was before his knee died?
4: Yes, he could jump out of the gym. He couldn't shoot, but his game got better though.
3: Could shoot. Yeah, he was filthy though. He would dunk yeah. on everybody. So my one of my my favorite probably the, the YouTube video I've watched more than anyone in history is a video called Antonio McDice before his knee died. I it's it's grainy footage, uh, and it's got that ballin' boy. Uh, music in the background. Yeah. I highly recommend anybody watch that, and because you'll think to yourself, like, "Oh my god, that's better than Blake Griffin. That's even better than some of the stuff I saw from Sean Camp." Yes, who that, was that's what I was going
4: to say. Better than Sean Kemp. All right, my top five. Number five is John Jones. Now, <laughs> what do we call an injury? <laughs> Hey, bro. I don't know whether it's being kicked in the head too many times. Something he he has an injury. I don't know what you call that injury, but John Jones did has he get an a little,
3: did he get a little bit banged up in a car crash of him crashing into a telephone pole or a pregnant woman and running away. Could be, could be. Um, <laughs> That's more of the self inflicted injury portion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I
4: totally, totally, totally agree with that. Um, A little my, sore nose from from some candy. Yes, exactly. My number four, Anthony Hardaway. Anthony Hardaway. Oh, my God. I should watch this dude play in high school in Memphis. It was so much fun, dude, to watch him play. Loved it. Um, and his career, I feel like, would have been spectacular. Number three, Grant Hill. And I wanted to put Anthony Hardaway above Grant Hill, but damn, bro, like I, I just can't. And um, because I actually had Grant Hill shoes too, e- e- even though I had the pennies too, but the I had Felix? the Philas, bro, with the with the, <laughs> with the uh, embroidery on the side, bro.
3: He carried uh, that brand.
4: Yep. Number two, Kenneth George Kenneth Griffey Jr. First name's George. Great, great dude. Um. Yeah, he, like like you said about him, would have owned all the baseball records. I mean, he was still a, what, basically a unanimous MV, um, uh, Hall of Famer. Just and a- not
3: that anybody really cares as much as they used to, but he also would have done it clean in an era yes. where nobody was, which is crazy to think about. And number one, even though that this
4: dude has had a spectacular career, Tiger Woods. I mean, imagine if Tiger Woods didn't get in that car crash, then didn't get addicted to opioids, didn't have the family drama, and then didn't get in another car accident and have the back injuries. Bro, he he might have won like 30 majors, literally. He was unbeatable. And people would just melt around him because he was so uh, – yeah, so I would have loved to see Tiger Woods. And as a side note, I would probably – actually. I maybe should kick one of these dudes off the list and put Serena on there too. Cause she's had some injuries later on in her career when she's been ready to pass market court for the most majors of all time.
3: That's fair. I don't think either one of us had football players on there because it's just like, how are you going to keep somebody from getting injured in football? <laughs> George Reister. That would have been, that would be my, yeah, home there home you though. go. That's mine as well. <laughs> all That's right. mine as well.
4: Uh, you guys, that is Reister or Wrong for the day. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph and Peace out. Catch you guys later.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
1: of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each and women's petite and plus sizes here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors JCPenney make everybody count
0: hey guys back at the playground again huh
1: yep you know what this playground could use a wine country